0: hi and welcome to housewives of true crime welcome welcome i am tabitha give me dateline white wine and i'll pick up your kids in the carpool line the next day right yeah the next day okay and i am gretchen i like white wine
1: true crime And in bed by nine, because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime.
1: That's right. Welcome. Welcome.
0: It is Monday for you all, but it is Thursday, so we haven't even got to the weekend yet. Oh,
1: my gosh. And... You know when this is going to air? MLK.
0: Oh, it is. Yes. Yeah.
1: We get right back from Christmas break into three-day weekend.
0: Okay. I was not stoked on that. I mean, I'm stoked on MLK Day for sure. obviously, But the fact that the kids have another day off, it's like, wait, what? I know. It's so soon. Can't we just push it one more weekend in January? But I wanted to tell you these two funny stories. So I went to different places and after watching white Lotus and staying in hotels, I kind of have this like thing where I look at everybody that's staying there and I have some sort of story for them, you know? Oh, I get that. Mm -hmm. And when we were checking into our hotel Over New Year's, there was a dude and his what looked like to be son, but I guess it could have been assistant, but it was like a 50-something-year-old man with a 30-year-old man. No, he was probably more like 23. Okay. Okay. Guy and two ladies. Now, the ladies looked scantily clad. Like, very, very scantily clad. One okay. had obvious butt implants. Okay. And so I was like, wow, okay. The, the dad is bringing his son and they're hooking up and they're hookups, right, on this mm-hmm. trip, which is very white lotus. Yes. If you want to ask me. Okay. Well, then I see them at the New Year's party and the dad is with both the chicks like your sister-wives situation.
1: Okay. That's not exactly how sister-wives works. I apologize to all of you people out there that are like, <laughs> excuse me, it is a covenant I wa- Tabitha.
0: I don't watch sister-wives, but this is what I... Ex- she uh, doesn't what know. I
1: Forgive with. her. She doesn't know.
0: This is okay. what I This is what I think. If you have multiple wives, this is how okay. it goes. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the son is doing or the assistant or whoever he was. He's so-
1: probably the assistant. Like, nobody's taking their son for that.
0: Yeah, right. That would be kind of extra. Except in White Lotus, he took the nephew. Yes, which. but he hid it.
1: Okay. But yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. Well, I had a piece of business going down with so crimey happening in my hood. What? First of all, a car on my street apparently got the the glass was smashed out of it. Somebody broke into a car.
0: Did they leave their purse or their diaper bag or something? I don't
1: know. I don't know anything about it. It was all clean. I mean, I'm oblivious to everything, but it's the talk of the neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Well, that happened over here in the park. Some lady was parked and just yesterday the car was right behind her. Somebody snatched her purse out of the car out of her car without her even seeing. And it was literally parked behind where she was sitting. Okay, well, let me tell you this. So
1: later that day. I go to the Trader Joe's and I see two detectives and I mean, they were good. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing wrong with a man in uniform, but there is something extra <laughs> hot when they're in hot. like a, they were in like, you know, like a, a dress shirt and pants, but they got the little badge oh, down oh, on like the belt. That. It's mm-hmm. like, that's hot. Right. So I'm like, Ooh, And they've got clipboards and everything. And so I'm wondering what, yeah, you're like, shoot, what is is going going on? Somebody going to get arrested right in front of me. What is happening? What's going on with the detectives outside? And he's like, what, what place dumb? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I don't know. He's like, maybe somebody got their wallet stolen or something. I was like, like, no, I say to the guy, no, these are like big deal detectives, you know, like the ones on TV, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And he said, "Eh, eh, whatever, just the wallet thing, whatever. Okay. So then I'm perusing around and the detectives come in the store and they take the guy I was talking to into the back room. And I look at him like, what's up? (laughs) And he looks at me like. Not going to tell you, lady.
0: Okay. So funny. That like, I say that. He
1: just got me. He got me good. He knows something is going down.
0: Yes. And he is involved. That's the thing.
1: I know. So then the egg section is real close to the stock room while they while where they were all talking. Yeah. And I stood around there for a long time looking at eggs, trying to get a piece of information, but then I had to go pick up my kids from school. So I couldn't.
0: Oh, you got to find out. But I, okay, so when you were telling me this and he was like, oh, it's just like some wallet situation, there was some sort of assault that happened. I think something, I mean, they took him in the back. Something big happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He seemed like a very nice guy. I don't think he assaulted anyone. I just think he knows about something. (laughs) I am a very good judge of character. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I just, I hate the fact that I get judged for being nosy because everybody really wants to be right.
0: Yes. Everybody wants to be, you should get up on that Facebook page and be like, what is going on at the Trader Joe's? Get the information you need to get us, keep us updated.
1: So I was checking out and this particular checker that I enjoy was talking to me and we, she, I was buying tequila shock, right? Right. And she's like, oh, I just love this tequila because of George Clooney and Cindy Crawford. Isn't she so beautiful? I'm well, oh, you know, I've seen her in person. She really is beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She said, you know who else is beautiful but is a total bitch? Vanessa Bryant.
0: No, um, don't. And say
1: I was, that. Like, oh, I know. I was about to kill her. I'm like, oh,
0: I cannot believe you oh. are saying that. I'm so sad about that situation. I don't.
1: I don't believe it. Okay, I don't believe it. So some other checker comes over. Like they must have overheard it and was like, "Oh my god!" Like code red, whatever. Like started bagging up my groceries. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like we got to get this lady out of here. We got to make this whole situation go away. <laughs> I was like, "Don't you?" Oh, I mean, I didn't say anything. I just was like, looked at her like in shock. I was gonna cry.
0: Oh gosh no i could kind of <sighs> see it she's got no, you can't. no you can't
1: no know, you can't yeah i can't no you
0: can't yeah yeah i can Mm-mm. i can Mm-mm. but yeah i can <laughs> sorry not sorry anyways do you have a story to tell us about a bitchy lady or a douchebag dude oh
1: i do have a story oh. to tell you about a bitchy lady how appropriate
0: okay well let's okay, get to let's it tell it okay Okay. Today's
1: case takes place in Pulaski, Tennessee. Pulaski is a real cute small town, about 9,000 people. It's just a little over an hour outside of Nashville.
0: Oh, that sounds actually dreamy. That's
1: Oh, okay. Well, based on real estate, I think it's kind of up and coming. I see a lot of obvious flips in the three to $600,000 range.
0: Lips? Flips? Flips. Oh, like flips,
1: you know, like somebody's <laughs> obviously bought it Oh, bought yeah. a ha- and you know, you can always tell when they,
0: they flip them. They have like a yeah. nice new kitchen and yeah. Wood floors yeah. and only 300,000.
1: Well, three to 600,000, which okay. is not cheap unless you're from California, then that's real cheap.
0: Yeah. You know what? Somebody told me today or not today. Sorry. The other day at Bunko, she was like, I, I told her that I came from California. I said, Oh, I still feel kind of new here too. And she goes, cause she just moved to the area. She's like, Oh, you're one of those that made it impossible for me to buy a house here. That's exactly how she told me to. I was like, Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. that I didn't is- get the warm and fuzzies by the way. I was like, Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't, I don't know what to say to you.
1: Yeah. I think blame COVID. <laughs> like, yeah. don't take it up <laughs> with me. Everyone moved everywhere. I Everyone like, is displaced. I was like, yeah, My
0: kids couldn't go to school. Sorry, yeah. had to get out. So,
1: anywho, Tennessee is trendy. Yes, just like Texas mm-hmm. and Idaho.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe well, Idaho I, less so now. Maybe
1: Idaho less so. Isn't that the worst? That mm-hmm. is the worst, right? Well, I have resigned myself to stay in California. I've come to terms. Unfortunately, I'm an ocean. hoe. got to be seeing the water.
0: Okay. All right. So we're in Tennessee. Now we're outside. It's like 600 grand to buy a real fancy house.
1: Okay. So anyhow, back in 1990 in Pulaski, Tennessee, that was home to Larry and Marianne Hughes. They had been married for 17 years and were living the empty nester's dream. The backstory on Larry and Marianne is that this was the second marriage for both of them. Marianne had three boys from her previous marriage, and Larry had a daughter. Larry's daughter lived most of the year with her mother in sweet home Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, Alabama. But she spent holidays and summers with her dad and stepfamily on the 100-acre farm in Pulaski they called home. And she says it was idyllic. Rolling hills, streams all over, right? Why? The reason we all want to move to Tennessee, right? Right. Except bad weather. But it is land of Dollywood. So it would be on one of my top choices, I think. Okay. Anyhow, Larry and Marianne were both well-liked in the community. In addition to their farm, they were part owners in the local hardware store and they both worked there. You know, people at hardware stores be chatty. That is one of my favorite places to (laughs) chat it up, actually.
0: You are such a chatter. It's so funny because... Uh, like at school drop off and pick up, you are not the chatty type, but at the grocery store and the hardware store, you are.
1: Oh yeah, I like strangers more than people I know. That's true. <laughs> That's
0: <what> my grandma <laughs> was too.
1: People, people I know make me insecure. Yeah. Oh gosh.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So you can imagine it being a small town. Both working at the hardware store, like people knew them. Okay. Larry, in particular, was known, from what I gather, for just being a real genuine character. Side note, he also had a unique trait, being that he only had one hand. Mm -hmm. He tragically lost his hand in a meat grinder when he was 19.
0: Oh, gosh. Okay. That's very tragic. Yeah.
1: His friends say it didn't stop him and that he could do more with one hand than most people can do with two. And I mean, it sounds like it between the hardware store and the farm. Larry was a busy, hardworking guy. As it was one Wednesday, which was Larry's day off at the hardware store, Marianne went into work. She rode there with another employee, which I get it. I mean, you live with your husband. You don't need to be working the same days. That's a lot right. of husband time, right? Yeah. And carpooling, you know, that's just smart. They have so, children. Oh, they are empty nesters. All the children are grown and gone. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when Marianne got home, Larry wasn't there. She said she noticed right away that the livestock had not been fed. So she thought, you know, what the fudge, Larry? What's he too busy doing that he can't be feeding the livestock? So she calls her brother and they go out, drive in, looking around for him And when there was still no word from Larry the following day, she called the police to report him missing. She tells police she doesn't know what to think. The night before she last saw him, they went out to dinner, had a real nice time. They ate chicken and salad and peaches. Healthy, right? I like Mm -hmm. it. But she also mentions that she suspects
0: Larry could be out there running around with another woman. Oh, she thinks he's a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. That's what she says. And she also says his 22 is missing as well. Wouldn't you know?
1: Wouldn't you know? So at this point, friends and family are notified Larry's missing. And the whole idea, Marianne is spreading that he is he just run off with some lady. Isn't sitting well with them.
0: You they did think, another case like this where, like, remember? I can't remember which one, but it's like they're like, no. Oh, I did it. It's the one from Brazil, and they can't believe it that she, he must have ran off with his mistress with a lady. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Okay, so at
1: this point. Friends and family are notified Larry is missing and the whole idea Mary Ann is spreading that he just run off with some lady isn't sitting well with them. They think she's got it all wrong. That would just be too out of character for Larry. So they organize search parties to start looking for him on his land and surrounding areas. The theory amongst his friends which, I mean, makes sense to me, was maybe he had a heart attack or got injured and was trapped or something, right? You know, Mm -hmm. 100 acres, a lot of land, right? Mm -hmm. When Larry's daughter, Binet, got word, she drove up to Pulaski from Birmingham, and knowing, as she says, that her father was a creature of habit, she went to his drawer where he put his watch and ring and wallet and keys every day when he got home. I mean, God bless him, right? My husband never puts his keys or anything in the same place.
0: Ever, ever. Ever. My husband never, ever. And then it's like my fault that they're missing. That they're missing.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's been my fault when I've hung them up.
0: (laughs) Because you put them where they should go.
1: Yeah, where I put my keys every day. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like I have to do that just to keep my sanity because I would lose them. Well, anyways, so Benet goes and looks in her daddy's drawer and what she found was all of those things were still there. So she's thinking something must be wrong because he wouldn't have left the house without those things. You Mm -hmm. know, like you don't run off without your wallet. So, you know, not surprisingly, the search party doesn't end up finding Larry and concern for his well-being is growing. And so the police ask the public for help if anyone has seen Larry. A woman calls in and says, yes, she saw him after he was reported missing in Franklin, Tennessee, which is about 45 minutes away, out to dinner with an unidentified woman. And remember, Larry's real easy to identify because he's a really big guy with one hand. Okay? Yeah. So after police hear that, they kind of just stop looking for him.
0: Because they're like, oh, he's just out with his mistress. She was right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, the news of Larry out to dinner with another woman sent Marianne into, like, uh, "I told you so kind of fury. Neighbors ended up calling the police because she lost her damn mind in the form of being seen outside burning their mattress. So this is kind of alarming. So police came by to chat with her about what's with the mattress burning. And she said, for all she knew, Larry had done the no pants dance on it with someone else. And she wanted no part of that in her house anymore.
0: So she burned the mattress.
1: Yeah, yeah. The
0: police thought, well, you know, kind of makes sense, right? Right. You're like, they just thought, oh, can't blame her. Did you find him in your bed doing it with the chick? Then I would burn the mattress. Yeah, I mean, with him on it, no.
1: (laughs) Right. You know, it kind of like reminds me of that song, Garth Brooks, Thunder Road, Uh huh? Which I was listening to in the car with my husband the other day. Because it all of all the rain. And he's like, Oh, yeah, perfect, right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't really like this song. You know it's about cheating. He had no idea.
0: Well, Garth was a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Also. I listen,
1: I know all about it. I told him I had to tell my husband the whole story about everything. The ex-wife Sandy, Garth asking permission to marry Trisha. he had he needed me to school him. <laughs>
0: not a country boy after all
1: no he is not and you know what that song what pisses me off about that song although i do love garth is he talks about her walking around in her her flannel nightgown i would be more mad about that painting me as the portrait of some you know
0: flannel wearing nightgown lady
1: yeah then You out banging somebody else,
0: even though you are probably the flannel flannel wearing nightgown lady. (laughs) I mean, you're wearing a flannel right now. I am. I wear sweats and a t-shirt. Oh, that's even better. Even hotter. (laughs) Maybe it was one of those hot flannels that like go up the side, like cuts all the way up to like your crotch. No, there, yeah, I don't signs. think so. No.
1: I'm picturing one of those things with like the Doyle in the front. The moo Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, just saying. Okay, so back to the investigation. It was at this point kind of stalled because everyone thinks that Larry's just having like a midlife crisis kind of thing and he'll turn up eventually. He's just out getting some strange kind of momentarily, okay? But sadly, 16 days after Larry was reported missing, some young boys were walking along a wooded area when they smelled something awful. So, as young boys do, they went exploring and discovered the body of Larry Hughes. He had been left naked in a ditch with two bullet wounds to the head. Okay, so now the investigation gets serial because they have a homicide on their hands. They want to determine right away how long has Larry been dead. His remains were autopsied, and how that helped investigators determine how long Larry had been dead for was what was found in the contents of his stomach. Chicken salad and peaches. Sound familiar? That was the last meal he had with Marianne, right? She shouldn't have told them that. Right? So now things are starting to look a little sus in her direction because they say your stomach contents only stay intact for eight Mm -hmm. hours. And Miss Marianne said she saw Larry at 5.30 a.m. having coffee before she left for work. But if Larry was still alive at 5.30 a.m., that meal would have already been digested and unrecognizable. Uh Also, it's not making sense that he was seen with another woman the following day in Franklin.
0: Well, who called on that? They revisited
1: the woman who saw him and determined she had her days mixed up. And when she saw a picture of Marianne, she stated, "Oh yeah, that's who I saw Larry
0: with." (laughs) (sighs) Okay, so so cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Yes, Marianne burned the mattress for nothing, or
1: was she doing it to destroy evidence?
0: No, she wouldn't do that. Well, that's what investigators
1: started thinking. So now they start looking deeper into if she had any motivation to off dear Larry. They learned life at the home of Larry and Marianne had not been without some tension lately. Turns out Marianne's sons, particularly her son Tim, felt some kind of way since the boy's father, Marianne's first husband, had passed and Marianne and Larry had used the inheritance for their farm and the boys didn't feel that was very fair. They all kind of went back and forth and Tim felt entitled to the money and at some point Larry said, fine, he was going to sell the farm and everyone would get their inheritance. Hmm. But I think he just said that to like shut him up because he changed his mind and decided not to sell the farm. And Tim, he know like that word on the street was Tim had been known to say that he'd like to put a bullet in Larry's head and dump his body, which is quite a coincidence seeing that that's how Larry's life ended up ending. Okay. True. Okay. True, right. So naturally, detectives go talk to Tim. But he was ruled out along with his brothers because they actually all had solid alibis. Tim was in Birmingham with Larry's daughter, Monet, But still, they felt like Larry's killer was close to home because they were able to recover the bullets that killed Larry and they matched the shells they found on Larry's
0: target range from his 22. So what you're saying is it's his own gun that killed him.
1: Yes, yes. Well, they don't know 100%, but yes, the 22 is the same damn gun that is missing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Detective also had reason to question Marianne's account of events because she had told investigators originally that her and Larry had gone to bed at 10.30 p.m., the night before Larry went missing. But when they looked at her phone records, they found two calls to Marianne's brother, Rex, around 1.30 a.m. Well, that's unusual. So they brought Rex in for questioning and asked him, what do you got to talk to your sister about in the middle of the night? And at first he said, Oh, I was actually talking to Larry. He was real upset about the state of his marriage. And then he stopped short of himself and said, well, wait, what if I don't want to say nothing? And they said, well, then we're done talking. And he said, well, I guess we're we're done done talking. talking." (laughs) (laughs) The theory was, according to investigators, was that Marianne had shot Larry, but with Larry being such a large guy, he was like 250 pounds, she needed her brother's help to move him. What they said in the press conference was... And I quote, "You know, friends will help you move, but family will help you move a body."
0: Mm-hmm. Words of wisdom. This is true. Although I don't know if I called any one of my family members and told them I had no, a. You body better to call move. me. Yeah. They <laughs> would not be helping. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay,
1: so sounding like a pretty plausible theory, plus. There was a little bit of life insurance. They gave both Mary Ann and her brother Rex polygraph texts. And did I say polygraph texts?
0: I think you oh, did say polygraph. Text, yeah. Polygraph
1: tests. And Mary Ann failed, but Rex passed, right? Surprise, surprise. And then something happened that I would say, caused detectives to lose their focus on Marianne, And that was that they received a tip from an inmate that these two recently incarcerated men called the Bondurant brothers that were actually really sick, twisted serial killers, which I looked into them. I think they're like too twisted for me to even do a case about.
0: Mm, I don't like that. It's pretty bad. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Anyways, this inmate said that the Bondurant brothers were responsible for killing Larry. So they started looking into that possibility. Eventually, they determined that the inmate was just taking gossip and trying to see if he could exchange it for a reduced sentence for himself. Which, you know... That happens.
0: Oh, I'm doing a case right now where this chick tried to do that too, and it's oh like, ah, you know, I get it. I guess but it's I like know. it's. I guess it's. They don't get in trouble after they after lie they about that. it, yeah. Or do right? they? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you're in I jail for life, anyway, it's like what's the? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. This episode is sponsored
1: by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies.
0: Clink, clink. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously get started before your summer vacay. our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today.
1: Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are, and if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great head to acorns.com slash clink or download the acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today client testimonial may not be representative of all clients tier one compensation provided compensation provides an incentive to positively promote acorns view important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink investing involves risk including the loss of the principal please consider your objectives risk tolerance and acorns fees before investing acorns advisors LLC. Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by acorn Securities LLC, member FINRA/SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablet, and wait for them to dissolve Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just two twenty-five. Blue Land is trusted in over one million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just. Drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners right now. Get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Well, for reasons I cannot find an explanation for, they just never circled back to Marianne and years went by. Poor Benet, Larry's daughter, was sick about it. She watched Marianne transform into a now makeup wearing, good time having lady instead of, you know, like the sad, grieving widow. And she didn't want to believe that her stepmother was responsible for the death of her father, but at the same time, she wanted whoever was responsible to be held accountable. So she kept bugging the police, but after a year or so, she stopped and they stopped looking. I mean, you can't really blame her. I mean, that's got to be like so exhausting following up on something like that time and again. Mm -hmm. So it took them 25 years to start looking again. But they did. A cold case detective started to re-examine the case. And all roads still pointed to Marianne.
0: I can't believe it took 25 years. So Marianne's just living it up. She's living it up. Yeah.
1: Well, but with the crime scene, which, you know, was obviously the house, okay? never really being processed. There wasn't much evidence to re-examine for this detective, but he says, what the heck? I'm just going to go buy the house that Marianne has now sold years ago and talk to the new owners and ask them if they ever came across anything that might help with my investigation. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to tell you, this is my favorite part of the story. So the police go to this guy, Richard Pierce's house, and tell him the story. And he says, oh, yeah, I heard all the rumors about how Larry might have been killed here. As a matter of fact, when I pulled up the carpet to put in hardwood floors, I said to my wife, this must be the spot where Larry died because there's a whole lot of blood. Oh my god <laughs> okay <to which laughs> detective said uh did you save any of that and he said no nah. <laughs> <laughs> they asked him well why didn't you say call the police and he said well i just figured you done doing all the investigating you were gonna do
0: Well, I mean, he's not really wrong about that. Well, holy shit though,
1: right? I mean
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where did we say this this crime took place at
1: again? (laughs) Pulaski, Tennessee. You have got to be calling the police. You know someone was murdered in the house, most likely, and you find blood evidence
0: you probably should. You need to call the police. Okay.
1: You need to. Okay.
0: You know, were you in that? No, you were not in that cab with us. There was this cab I was in, in Florida and I got, it was in a minivan and I got in the very back and I lifted up the little, like I saw something. So I lifted up the thing that was covering the carpet. And dude, it looked like a fucking bloodbath.
1: And did you call the police? Say somebody, my driver might have been transporting a body.
0: No, because <laughs> you guys all think I freaking call the police on like way too much. So no. But I was like, hey, this looks real sus to the people I was in the car with. And then My husband started being like, is there a big blood splatter in the back of your car? My wife thinks there's a lot of blood back here. Yeah. I'm like, get me the F out of this car before I am part of this bloodbath. Right. So, yeah. No, I didn't. Because what what am I going to do? Like, I I don't know. Should I have called the police? Now I'm going to get shit for that from people.
1: I don't know. I I would like to reserve judgment because I was not there.
0: It could have been a coffee it, spill.
1: I it is. I like to base it on the actual. It could have been wine in the car too. Well, if it could have been wine, yeah. And you do have a history of calling the police, so I can sort of see that. I also can see your husband rolling his eyes like, "Oh God, here we go again." Well,
0: they're all like, "Okay, of course you think it's blood. You do a true crime podcast. You think every." Thing as a crime scene. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, ideally maybe you just take a little, I don't know.
0: Well, no, you know what, what you let me tell you something else that happened. I was, uh, at a bar recently and I overheard this dude talking and he was talking about how he was going to kill somebody. And I didn't know if he was like, like serious or if he was joking, but I did take a lot of mental notes on this Oh, yeah. Particular she told me person. all about this. Yes. Um, because I wanted to be, you know, like. You want to aware. come forward.
1: Okay. Well, I agree with that.
0: Um, hopefully he was just a douchebag talking out of his ass. Hopefully. Which most likely he was, you know, he was like 20.
1: A lot of people One. are. Yeah. Guys be saying dumb stuff when they're that age. Well, let me tell you, I mean, I sort of think that maybe this uh, Richard wishes he would have told the police at the time because he, since he didn't tell the police at the time when he was putting in the hardwood floors, they got a search warrant for his home and they dug all the way into the subfloor below the hardwood So that's got to be inconvenient, right? Wouldn't you like to just get this all over with while you're already doing some construction?
0: Yeah. Okay. And they don't put that shit back together, man.
1: No, they don't put that shit back together. So it's like, bam, should have called. Okay. They only need a little bit. Well, anyways, 25 years later, they found Larry's
0: They found it.
1: In the subfloor, that is like, there had to have been a lot of blood to have soaked all the way through.
0: It, By the way, I'm thinking that it probably took 25 years for them to identify that blood as Larry's. You know what I'm saying? Like, when did this crime occur?
1: 1990. Okay. So they, I mean, we all know it's Larry's blood, right? Yeah. But they had no way to prove that it was larry's blood because they did not have his dna
0: does he have children himself
1: he has children himself okay but they wanted 100 percent to know that it was you know show that it was larry's not like a relative of larry's whatever Mm -hmm. so they exhumed his body oh
0: no way
1: yeah I didn't know yeah, they, they got his there. daughter's approval. Yeah, they're going there. Okay. So they did that and they got a sample of his DNA. And when they got their match, they went and tracked down Marianne, who was now 69 years old. They did this in 2015. So she was arrested and charged for the murder of her husband, Larry. And after she was taken into custody, they decided to swing by her brother Rex's place and inform him that they arrested his sister. And according to the detective, the first words that came out of his mouth were, are y'all fixing to arrest me too? (laughs) To which the detective responded, not today.
0: Yeah. They don't have any evidence against him. But it seems like he got away with that polygraph. Part. I think
1: that detective wanted to, you know, shake him up, right? Yeah. Well, did. well, the truth is is that they didn't arrest Rex. Uh, arrest Rex ever?
0: Yeah, no, they I don't. Do, they I don't know, have. I like that name Rex. Him. Okay. Well, oh, my friend listen, Trisha's son is named Rex. It's a good name. Yeah, it's cute. Rex has never been charged in
1: association with Larry's murder, and he won't be. His dad. because. Yeah, he's dead. He passed in uh, 2020. And also, even if he was alive, the Giles County Police Department feels the closure owed to Larry's family was given to them. And charging Rex was not necessary because they charged Mary Ann. Everybody should just be happy about that.
0: I think that's 100% true. I think that Rex was just helping his sister. She called him and she's like, I just killed Rex. I don't know. Or I just killed Larry and I don't know what to do. And Rex is like, oh, shit, damn, sis, what the fuck? And then had to take his wheelbar- wheelbarrow and get him and dump him. It, it. I mean, yes, he shouldn't have done that. And he should have called the police on his sister, but he didn't. And. I don't think he had any part of the murder.
1: Well, I would agree with you. I don't think he had any part of the murder. I mean, I think you can tell because it doesn't seem like it was very planned out. I think it just happened spontaneously. Yeah, and she
0: should feel real lucky. She's that she like real mad
1: at Larry that he's been fighting with her sons. You know, that'll mm-hmm. get people going. And so they got into some argument.
0: And she's like, I'm just going to take them out. Yeah. Then my sons get everything. And wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. She thought
1: I'll solve this. Yeah. Let's stop all the arguing. Well, I yeah. just
0: cannot believe she lived so long outside of prison. I mean, she should be thanking her lucky oh. stars.
1: Oh, well, wait till you hear the rest of the story. Okay. So
0: this part
1: does not sit well with me, but I do kind of under I do understand it on some level. Okay. Well it does seem like they would have had a whole lot of evidence to make a case against Marianne at trial. But 25 years later, they didn't really, because unfortunately, key pieces like the bullets had been lost. And witnesses, you know, that could have said, like, she seemed kind of shady or, you know, whatever. They'd been arguing and stuff like that. They had all died or forgot shit if they were still with us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they decided to offer Marianne a plea deal for manslaughter in 2019. She gave like five years. <laughs> she took it. Oh, Well, you cannot blame her because it was a pretty sweet deal. She accepted a guilty plea in exchange for time served.
0: Shut up.
1: Yeah. And 10 years probation. And now she is a free woman.
0: (laughs) Marianne is the luckiest lady alive, dude. She is a lucky lady. And okay, so... I would be buying that billion dollar. I'm not
1: 100%. She is a woman in her late seventies at this point. And I suspect I know where she is living, but I could not get a good verification on that, but I'm pretty sure she's still with us.
0: I'm sure she is. Yeah. Yeah, She's got, And I mean, she never like
1: remarried or anything. I mean, it's very tragic.
0: Wow. That's crazy. She did it all
1: for the money. Oh.
0: You know, all he, I could think of is that that chick song. Marianne and Wanda were the best oh friends. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? Marianne. But Larry didn't have to her. die. He doesn't seem that bad. No, Larry didn't have to die, but I don't think he was an Earl.
1: No, Larry but was no Earl. But she clearly
0: thought he was. And unfortunately... She didn't feed him the black eyed peas. And so there was evidence.
1: Yeah. So there was evidence anyways. Oh, it also, I mean, this is karma for you too. So, you know, I mentioned there was a little bit of life insurance, but the truth is when it came down to the brass tacks, as they say, it had been laid out so that because Larry was a part owner in the hardware store. Most of that life insurance policy went to pay off his portion.
0: He Mm -hmm. had an agreement. And so she
1: didn't really get a whole lot of money.
0: (laughs) She probably (laughs) didn't know about that. Well, I don't think she did her
1: homework. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, and the whole thing was only for a hundred thousand dollars. So, I mean.
0: Oh, yeah. For sure. That all went to the hardware store. Yeah. Wow. Well, that was a good one, Gretch. Um, Unfortunate for Larry. You know, I feel bad when those good ones have to go.
1: I feel like it must have just torn apart the whole family because you got to imagine Marianne's son's. Stood by her. And I think that Larry's daughter had a good relationship with her stepbrothers, which is kind of unusual. But I can't imagine she did after that because...
0: No way. She was
1: like, your mama killed my daddy.
0: Yeah. There's no way.
1: That doesn't make for a fun Christmas dinner.
0: (laughs) No, it doesn't. I can't imagine Marianne also inviting Larry's daughter to Christmas dinner after she just offed her dad. Yeah. So... She must not have had a really good relationship with her.
1: Well, she said they got along just fine. Until she started seeing her.
0: Whooping it up after the dad. Whooping it up. And she thought
1: that's not right.
0: Yeah. That is odd. Okay, so I wanted to tell you guys all thank you for so much for being our Patreon members. We have a lot of new ones. And if you are not yet or an Apple bonus subscriber, and you want to hear more of us, every single Thursday you get another 45 minutes or so of Gretchen and I. Most of the time it's us talking about current crimes and up, getting you up to date on shit that's going down in the world. Every month Gretchen also does a True. Well, actually this month I did the crime on the Idaho murders, but most months Gretchen tells us a true crime story. And also, if you haven't followed us on Housewives of True Crime group on Facebook, please do so. You can comment. Nobody will see what you have to say except for the people in the group, which is kind of fun. So your, you know, your mom or your sister or your aunt doesn't see that you really are obsessed with true crime. And if you are obsessed and your friends are too, please tell them about us. We are trying to grow in 2023 and that is the best way is by referral. As you know. And I think that's all for today, gretchy Poo. Okay. Clinkity clink. Clink
1: clink.